Good morning. It's great to be with you all today. The practice of being aware of awareness. You'll hear three bells, one in just a moment, one midway through, and then the final bell an hour from now. always helpful for me right in the beginning to just notice where attention's been outward focus on the comings and the goings it kind of has the feeling of sometimes like a blur of a focus and then we turn that attention around and come in And realize that uh, sometimes it's available to, to really get a sense that something's here very centered. Even if the activity and the focus has seemed kind of scattered and blurred and haphazard, you know. Once attention is turned around and come in, there's just this aliveness here that's just right there, right awake noticing everything just open it's a spacious open quality Several of us this week have been looking back at last week's retreat, being in the world, not of it, and embodying truth, checking in to see if that's the intention we'd like to give today, this day. And, and today, this day, in the form of this moment, is that alive? What do we want? What is the desire? To see it of the Lord. What is of the Lord?
in the satsang uh, we had with Reverend Deb Johnson, she says, pain pushes until vision pulls. That's today's vision. So can I mean can you can you hear a vision? You in touch with a vision. Oftentimes for me, there may be some letting go that has to happen. There has to be some being with what is. The invitation is to bring whatever the vision is to this very moment, to this very experience. To, to live it right now. And often for me to live it means looking at the thoughts in the mind and letting them go is not true. But letting them be seen. I cannot let go of what's false until I see it and, and know for myself that that is false. I haven't figured out a way to pre-do the work. It's what's here. And it's noticing that something notices that. And I, I may feel all involved in whatever the story is, or the thoughts are, or the feelings that are in the body. You know, the narrative of the moment that it is attempting to contextualize. That which is not true. Attempting to find context and that which comes and goes, rises and falls, which we would call the content, right? 
the objects, feelings, the perceptions, thoughts, the happenings, all that comes and goes, it rises and falls, expands and contracts. And the true context is what sees it. To which it arises. We can never be the it. We're looking right at it. Even when we're resisting. There's still an object, right? There's still a something. There's still an addition, something other than us. We are what sees it. We just can't be an object that comes and goes. That's not our experience. We don't experience ourselves as coming and going. So we turn right to what we do experience. What is our most fundamental experience, our experience directly right now. Not an idea, not a teaching, not a pointing. And a question we come back to in dyad practice again and again, what's the truest thing I can say about what I know myself to be right now? Is it true for you that you are what's looking? You are that aliveness, that, that sentience, that noticing. So then we look, does it, does this, what's looking, does it come and go? Does it rise and fall? And in my own experience, I would say attention on it comes and goes. <laughs> I can get lost in all manner of things. And yet, when turning around happens and looking, how do I know this? What sees this? To what does this arise? By what is this known? 
there is not many answers. So part of what last week was about when we were in the retreat in the world not of it, embodying truth, is you don't have to have taken the retreat to have practiced what we practiced. We just did it more, a little more intensively. But remembering what it is that we want. Remembering that we actually want to turn attention inward. Notice what's noticing. Shift back. Notice when believing's happening. Lean back into observing that. Remembering to remember. I have a vague recollection that one of the very first times I taught in the sanctuary on Wednesdays, which I still do in the sanctuary today, today's Wednesday, Wednesdays. I remember, I, I can't remember if it was a half an hour or an hour then. I remember when it hit me that the whole gig was remembering to remember. Like that was the whole game. Remembering to remember. Remember what? what? What I actually want. What I want. So, not a practice to do to make me better or to assuage guilt or to you know, claim some kind of steadiness of devotion or any of that. No, no, it was remembering what I want to experience right now in this moment. And the only moment we ever had, this one. Dr. David Hawkins calls it the foreverness. Remembering to remember. getting in touch with the fact that that is what I want. Yes, indeed. That is certainly what I want.
So I mean, we could say it is as simple as bringing attention to the intention that lives in the heart. Just lining those two up. And watching the inner yes to that. It's not, it's not a thinking about it. Which, it's not to say that sometimes having a helpful thought, a more elevated thought is certainly helpful, certainly helpful for me. You know, remembering the words of my spiritual aspiration is better than not remembering at all. Sometimes that's the path back. And, you know, the iteration of my own spiritual aspiration is to consistently surrender the ego, align with the field field of non-judgment, spaciousness, what is, just constantly come back to that. So if I'm caught in a loop and the energies are going a little nutty, divergent vectors, those words, Maybe the first remembering of what I want to remember. It starts with being honest about what's actually happening. What's happening? Wow, all kinds of energies. Sadness is happening. Anger is happening. Confusion is happening. Self judgment is happening. And do I, do I want this? Is this what I want to experience? Does this align with my values? No. So then I take attention, put it on my values. My, my first value is curiosity. If I lived every moment for the rest of my life in curiosity, like right on. You know, people have different things that make them say right on. They probably don't say right on. Um, but uh, we, we all like just feel into what our values are. That's the opportunity. Having a more helpful place to shift the mind to after you notice there's a there's a from happening the mind is on something like a from to what is that what is that shift it's that little shift i wonder what curiosity would feel like right now and the first thing that usually comes in is they feel a hell of a lot better than this and so just kind of 
walking my way back. Noticing that we're pushing against what we don't want gives us an opportunity to remember to remember what we do want. Oh, I want more than this. And at the moment of the shift, it doesn't matter if the kind of mental iteration is that curiosity is a facet of a personal self or, or, or there's a knowing that curiosity is fundamental to capital S self, right? It, that, none of that matters, right? Because in that moment, the energy is going one way. The intention's been lost. And so we bring it back with baby steps. We don't go for the whole non-dual kahuna. We just, just come right back. Just come back. What do we want? What do we want right now? And the reason we can make that shift is because we're in there. This awareness, this aliveness, this knowingness doesn't leave when the egoic energies dance and play and suck the attention arm of awareness into it. Something's still watching. Something's still observing. Something's watching, getting involved, happening. We are never alone. There is always light in the mind. And when we remember to remember and we turn towards it, it's that light that pulls us back. Back into the heart. Back into being with us, back into noticing, back into observing. Back into something in this whole nervous system configuration that eventually says, oh, by the way, I think you're holding your breath. And there's this like really glorious, nourishing, grounding, deeper breath that happens that then invites in more attention on breath. more attention on how I can self-regulate in that moment. So I can take that pause, let the energy settle, whatever's happening. 
and notice that something is noticing the whole shebang. Something just noticed that whole thing play out. motive, intention, purpose is the source of all things vibrationally. What do we want right there? And allow that to rise up and be held. Watch the attention come back. There might be some unwinding that has to happen. That's watched too. Be aware that we are aware. It's the single most self-regulating thing I can do when I do it from the heart. I don't do it like a mental idea to just fix this so I can go back in and stay involved. But when there's a heart call to just come back in and notice something's watching this whole show. That is sending the whole nervous system the ultimate cue of safety. It is not alone. We are here. Right here. Closer than our breath. Turn and we finally kind of get to, oh, yeah. Yeah, there is awareness is happening. Yes, that's true. We turn. We don't find the enlightened self, capital S. We find the light of the self. We confirm that for ourselves, within ourselves. To ourselves in our direct and conscious experience.
read to you a little bit from a message from last week, which was, is this light, love, and joy? In order to return to the experience of light as a permanent experience, you must be willing to let go of the experience of something other than light. In order to return to the experience of light as a permanent experience, you must be willing to let go of the experience of something other than light. And Regina pointed directly to this, as she always does, what other teaching is there, um, Sunday night during clarifying the teachings. Are we unknowingly living out a desire for the perception of separation, for an experience other than life? There's some loop running that we don't even see. But the pain keeps pushing because the vision is not pulling yet. Another way to say it. Remembering to remember what we we want. In order to return to the experience of light as a permanent experience, you must be willing to let go of the experience of something other than light. This, this requires more than wishing. At a conscious level, 
this requires work, which is the mental act of consistent willing. of remembering to remember what we want and holding it as an intention. What is intention if not the mental act of consistent willing? Come right back to where we started. What's our intention for today, this day? What's our intention for right now, this moment? Are we aware of an intention? Reverness of this life. Intention is the cause of everything that happens in consciousness. I don't know how you can live from an intention if you don't know what it is. You don't have a short, reliable recitation of it, articulation of it. My mind is just so fast, right? It's just going to keep coming. That self-referencing mechanism, identification mechanism, that just keeps coming. So that becomes a gift. The fact that it keeps coming 
actually becomes the engine of growth of our consistent willing, of living by intention. We have to, we have to stay on our game just to keep up, keep centered, to keep intentional, right? And it really tests what we actually want. I never knew you given a whole dissertation once. And I was really upset about it. Her mind kept coming back and she'd beat it back and it'd come back and she'd beat it back and have these weeks of glorious, you know, walking around Bishop Cash and just, you know, being one with the Ganga, you know, just all the, when clarity comes. He's like, do not lament how consciousness has designed this divine game of awakening. You need your spiritual vitamins. They will make you stronger. He was so impassioned. Now, this isn't by accident. And there's only actually two intentions. The desire for truth and the desire for illusion. Just check in with your body. It'll tell you which one you've been living from. And that is not a reason for self-judgment. It's an opportunity for realignment, reassertion of our true desire. So in order to return to the experience of light as a permanent experience, You must, and I would add the word consistently at this point, you must consistently be willing to let go of the experience of something other than light as what you don't want. And this requires more than wishing. At a conscious level, this requires work, which is the mental act of consistent willing. Am I willing to let go of this? We might not know how to let go of it. It might be so patterned in there to push against or to resist or to want or, right? This stuff is deeply ingrained. Okay, fair enough. Am I willing to let this go? This does not say to me, you must be able to rearrange the way your personality structure plays out in the world. What it says is you must be willing to let go of the experience of something other than light. 
in order to return to the experience of light as a permanent experience. Am I willing right now to let this go? And, another, and the values are just a different way of asking that question. Is there something I want more? Remember when the kids were little, right? They would grab someone else's toy that wasn't theirs and try to take it back and try to take it back. At some point I wised up, grabbed something I knew they wanted more. We let go of that in a second. So we distract ourselves with a shinier object ourselves, I mean the patterning, the conditioning. We just distract it. What's a shinier object? Your values. What do you want to live from? What do you want to be? What vibration? You have a magic wand. Would you just want to walk around as vibrating to the field, letting it know that you wanted more of this? Love, joy, would it be wonder, would it be peace, would it be about a thousand other different value words or virtues? Because that's the key that unlocks our particular programming, the habitual falling into patterning. There's definitely something you want more because the patterning always feels tight. Am I willing to let this go? Can I bring to mind something I want more? Can I shift attention? All the work we do is with our attention. All the work we ever do with our attention. To where can I shift this attention now? The work can also be called decision by faith. One must look at thoughts in the mind and ask, is this thought the light and love and joy that I seek? And light, love, and joy were Laurent's values, Regina's partner at the time. 
but that's where we put our values in, right? For me, is this thought, the curiosity, and the vulnerability and the ease that I seek? The message continues, if the answer is no, the thought must be let go through a decision by faith. You make the decision not to believe the thought, not to listen to it, through faith that it isn't true. You make the decision not to believe the thought and not to listen to it through faith that it is not true. This may seem difficult at first. <laughs> it's my experience. <laughs> this may seem difficult at first because some of the thoughts may seem very true to you. But this is why I call it work. And this is why I say it is done through faith. We can really look at this, this kind of key building block of the egoic structuring, right? The psyche. We assume our thoughts are true. And how long have we sat in here and gone, oh, okay, what do I do now? And mind tells you, oh, okay, what do I do now? How, how many times have we run that loop? We thought we kind of had some inner director here. It felt to me like I was being fed lines. Sometimes I really liked it because they were zingers. You know, I mean, you know, how, how long can we sit up here when mind is having one of its kind of like three-year-old fits about not getting its way in that particular moment about something we don't really care about, so we don't even know why we're so upset. And notice the assumption that our thoughts are true how long we believed it. Now it's like this, like what we talk about divine hypnosis, right? We kind of believed we were behind enemy lines and we kind of believed it was the voice of God guiding us somewhere. Fight your way out. Just don't let them see it or, you know, whatever. Just don't admit it. I mean, God, have you ever been caught I remember times where I just tell a little lie, almost getting caught a bigger lie. And it's like, just kept getting fed this, this whole elusive, just wiggle out of this. Just don't let them know they can blame you. You know, just how fast can we push it all the way?
we notice that we assume our thoughts are true. And is it available to shift to a decision by faith after not? Can we feel into the vibration of how it makes us feel and trust that when it feels heavy and tight and uh, that is the telltale sign that it is not pointing us to truth. That feeling alone evidences that we're in some kind of loop where we're living out a desire for the perception of separation. Because that's what the perception of separation feels like. A dense, denser, heavier, clunky, uncomfortable, inner state feeling. So living in the world but not of it is being observing. And embodying truth is not acting on ego. not being without ego, because we'll see it. We're not wishing this would all just go away. We're stepping right up and looking right at it, telling the truth about what's actually happening, and saying, I see that option. I don't want to live from that. I feel how that option makes me feel. I don't want more of that. I, I don't want that in my experience right now. In order to return to the experience of light as a permanent experience, you must be willing to let go of the experience of something other than light. We all know when we're having an experience of something other than light. Mind will get in there and act like this is some big discernment question. No, it's not. And there may be some patterning there, and maybe that got that gravitational pull conditioning. But the body tells you right away you are not having an experience of light. We know this. Are we willing to remember that we want to remember this?
an accident. I don't know that I, I think I watch when remembering happens and I notice when remembering doesn't happen. I, I actually, I don't think I know how to just like propel that remembering into my mind. I know how to look for it and note it. I know how to pray in the morning for help remembering what I want to remember, aligning with the intention of marinating that energy wanting to remember that I would like to live today from the desire of the perception of love, not from the perception of separation. Except the perception of truth the perception of wholeness. Right, the rest is trusting that the noticing is always noticing. bringing attention back to my most fundamental experience at any moment, which is the knowing that I'm aware of being aware, that I'm in here. That there's a resting place. There's a place to just be and observe. To know that it is not true that I cannot pause. So I will for the pause. <laughs> I will for knowing it's time to pause just a little sooner today. <laughs> 